It's the radio segment that doesn't have time for a funny intro today. Oh. oh. Too busy working on its kegels. <laughs> 4,099. Wow. 4,000. You're going to want to swipe right on laser stories. Yeah, ladies. you are. Suddenly we read weird news stories around the globe, just like everyone else does. Except we have a laser. Yeah. And those other Minutemen just don't. <laughs> this first laser story is out of Detroit. A 33-year-old man named Tony Bonneberg came up with an ingenious idea on how to make money in his spare time. Hmm. First, he bought an old vending machine off Craigslist, okay. then attached it to the side of his house, mm-hmm. filled it up, and started making some serious cash. Rumors that like you can make a lot of money with vending machines. At one point, yeah. Tony said he was making close to two thousand dollars a day from Whoa. it. Whoa. Dang! What? Dang. Crazy. How many Snickers are people buying? Well, it's probably why federal investigators showed up shortly afterwards and realized he'd filled the vending machine with drugs. Oh, oh, oh. that's why. Okay. Because I was going to answer, yes. I was like, Brooke, you're the one buying all those Snickers. <laughs> Don't you hate day. it when your cocaine gets stuck on A3? <laughs> <laughs> just banging the machine because it won't fall down. Yeah, you're breaking into the machine for sure. Uh, Tony, who has a felony record, was arrested. Uh, he told authorities that he owned and operated the vending machine attached to his residence for four long and profitable years. Oh, 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 oh wow, you made it to that, huh? So agents shut that down, uh-huh. seized 18 firearms inside the house, Oof. dozens oh. of rounds of ammunition, and also had this to say. Yeah, I have to say the brazenness of it was shocking. What we were hearing, the estimates were about $2,000 a day. Oh. Entrepreneurial at its best. Unfortunately, it's just things you can't do. Yeah, I mean. How did he do that for four years? Yeah. Yeah, the cops are like, well, we got him because he's an idiot, but like, it took you guys four years to get him. It's a vending machine (laughs) sitting out on the road. I mean, the cops actually sound kind of impressed by it. Yeah. Tony was released on bond and is currently coming up with his next big money making idea vending machine city buses. Oh. Get your drugs on the go. Oh, I see. I like it. I like it. This next laser story is out of the lifestyles of the rich and sleazy. A man named Robert Samuel came up with an idea to do a unique job for a living a few years back. Now he's turned it into a multi-million dollar a year business. Whoa. Okay. It all began when he realized there was a big market in New York back when Hamilton tickets were huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Still haven't seen it. I yeah, saw it. I mean, it be, like I had to enter a lottery to just be able to buy a ticket wow. when it first went on tour. It, it's an amazing show. And wow. when Lin-Manuel Miranda said he was going to leave the cast, tickets for his last shows were oh. going for as much as $15,000. Oh, I, I didn't see that show. I saw it when I was on tour without him. Well, you could still get them at face value, though, the morning of if you waited in line. Okay. So he started charging $5,000 for him to get two tickets for you. Oh, my God! Oh, so Whoa. you would pay him to go wait in line for you because oh, it's genius because the only people who can afford $15,000 tickets are rich people I'm anyway. Millionaires, he right? said it usually required camping out for four or five days. Oh so that's gosh. around a thousand bucks a day for his Ooh. services, but for rich people with tons of money, that was a bargain. Yeah. Oh la la. Yeah. 
The theater eventually caught on, though, and changed its policy. So oh. the person who bought the tickets had to be the one to go to the show. Oh. But the second ticket could still go to anyone. So Robert and the people he works with got around that by taking people as their dates. Oh, so, oh. so then he would go to the show with you. Yep. Yeah. Now his company offers line sitters for all sorts of things like concerts, sporting events, or even just waiting in line to get the newest iPhone. Are you serious? Pretty smart. Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't sit in line. And it sounds like they offer you friends if you're lonely and don't have anyone to go to a show with. A sociology professor at Penn State says it's something we'll be seeing more and more of as the wealth gap widens. Oh, mm, makes sense. I love that wealth gap. Now, <laughs> I was going to finish Laser Stories, but I have to go to the break room and watch Brooks Escargot cook in the microwave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or can I finish it? Is no, it okay, Brooke? Um, just today. Okay, yeah. thank right. you. But I'm not paying you overtime like uh, you thought. <laughs> this next Laser Story is out of Food News. Ooh, yay. One of America's favorite ramen brands, and the only reason any of us survived our 20s, Cup of Noodles is branching out from just food. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? They're also the reason all of our sodium levels are through the roof. Well, you know. The iconic noodle company is partnering with an L.A.-based beauty brand to launch their first ever limited edition makeup collection. That's scary. Wait a minute. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I didn't either. <laughs> It's inspired by the warm tones of ramen noodle soup. Ooh. I mean, Jose may think you're the love of his life if you walk up on him with yeah. that makeup on. Yeah. The eyeshadow shades include ramen noodle, diced carrots, yeah. hot and spicy, teriyaki, oh. roasted corn, general seasoning, uh-huh. soy sauce, and spicy chili. Who's the first customer that buys this and mistakes it for food? The collector's box comes with an eyeshadow palette. And a lip and cheek set, a powder puff, a cup of noodles, makeup bag, and a fun set of chopsticks. Oh, the chopsticks is a nice touch. Yeah. Okay, who's the first person that puts the powder thing into the actual ramen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't taste like that at all. Yeah. What the heck? They say it's not just a joke gift. You can actually look and smell like cheap noodles all over your face. Oh, no. my gosh. And it's going to be selling for 58 bucks. Oh, that's a lot for that. <laughs> Nothing says classy like a human cup of noodle. Yeah, my girlfriend smells like beef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a shrimp lady. (laughs) This next laser story is out of Sleep Study Central. Oh, man. Did you hit your snooze button at least once this morning? Uh, Yes. Yes, Yes, absolutely. The new poll found it's a normal routine for two-thirds of people now. Oh. Yeah. Who are the crazy people that's like, Beep, beep, up, oh, time to get up, Dude, and they just pop out of bed. I know, I swear on my life, I know a TV newscaster who had to get up at like 3.30 in the morning never set an alarm once. Oh my Whoa. gosh, I Isn't don't that know. insane? That's yeah. pretty weird. He also, eats, he sure. also yeah. eats water with his cereal, so. <laughs> oh yeah. So which day are we most likely to hit snooze? Believe it or not, it isn't Monday. The day we're most likely to do it is on a Wednesday. Oh. Oh, that made me Weird. want to go back yeah. to sleep. I know, I am so tired. I mean, Wednesday is hard to be a motivated day. Because, you're, yeah, you're not. Totally. You're just as close to the weekend as no. the start of the week. And there's going to be some stupid person at your work that makes a hump day joke. <laughs> you know? That's me. If yeah. you hit it once, there's a pretty good chance you're probably going to hit it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, 72% of people said they hit snooze between one and four times each morning. Oh, yeah. Smash, Easily. smash, smash. I don't, <laughs> I don't start to wake up until, like, the six or seven. Yeah, and I'm same. Like, Wait, what time is it? Oh, I'm late again. Yeah. Great. Only 16% of communists say they never hit snooze. <laughs> communists. Including 10% who don't even use an alarm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 10%? Oh, my God. That's like my friend. Oh, my gosh. I believe now. And finally, 63% say sleeping in makes them happier. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
So yeah, here's a duh. few random trade-offs we'd be willing to make for an extra hour of sleep. Oh. Never <laughs> use a spoon or a knife to eat ever again. 33% say they do that for an I extra could, hour. I feel like I could go with a, without a spoon, but without a knife would knife be really is tricky. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought the same. What about eat the same dinner every day? Oh, no. Nope. Not 28% yet. said yes. Yeah. I like how people say this instead of just being like, I'll go to bed an hour earlier. Because <laughs> that's just not an option. 24% actually said they would sleep on the floor for oh. an extra hour. Yeah, I think the floor huh. can be comfy. Is it just for the extra hour, or do you have to ha- spend the whole night there? Yeah, I was going to say. You I... spend the whole night there. Oh, yeah, uh, no thank you. You're not going to get quality sleep <laughs> yeah. then. Well, it's no problem for this guy. <laughs> the floor is actually where he does his finest <laughs> work. Yeah, yeah. And that sound, oh, that's a beautiful sound. It means Lazy Stories has come to an end for the day. We'll do it again same time on Wednesday. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning.